especially that's going out to you, mom we, and dad. We, yeah, we can swear on this too. Oh, I this swear. Is even fucking better. Even fucking better. Are you ready, guys? Right, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Yeah. What do you think of my intro song, guys? I love it. I'm, I'm like fist pumping right now. Mm, mm. Welcome to Club Sarah. Mm, Everybody, I'm so thrilled that you're here. Welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. I'm Sarah Frazier, and today I'm very lucky. I'm with a friend of mine who I've known for years, and also a radio legend. I feel like oh, you wow. say you've got to dish all the dirt because you know. Here's the thing: I've obviously worked in radio for right. years, and and off the record, I tell you this all the time. But the men of radio are such assholes. Oh wait, hold on. I got to play the disclaimer. Hold on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I want you to tell me why. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, oh. what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you can cuss on this, but seriously, you are one of the few men of radio, because I, I really didn't realize this until I got in the business. Men of radio are so fucked up. They're just mentally so crazy. <laughs> I'm feeling some type of way because you're like looking at me as you say that. I don't know if just to engage in conversation or are you pointing at me too, Sarah? No, you are one of the few, honest to God. I would say this <laughs> well, forever. You. you are one of the few. And maybe it's because I just don't see you enough. Maybe you're fucking crazy no, no, too. No. <laughs> okay, just a little. <laughs> but every time I see you, you're so kind. You root for other people. Right. You do the exact opposite of what every radio guy does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this business is so fickle. You know that. It's I mean, so fickle. And I don't know. You know, I'm sure you've worked for or with personalities in the past. But did you ever spend your time, like, going on rival uh, radio websites and, like, writing shit about them or trying to play pranks on them? or um, I would read that stuff, but I never played a prank. I, it was just beneath me. You know, why am I going to waste my time, yeah. my energy, focusing on somebody else? I'm, you know, I, I guess I'm somewhat uh, self-centered. I'm just worried about me. Yeah, you have a... <laughs> it's like you have a fucking life. Right. You know? I mean, I used to, like... Get work with these radio guys, they'd be like, all right, Friday night, we're going to like drive down and check out Mix 107.3's car, and then we're going to silly string it. It's like, no, I have a fucking life on Friday night. I don't care about our rivals, and I'm not going online making up that I'm a caller and had a bad experience. Right, right. Doesn't mean I don't have stories for days, of course, working uh, you know, here at WPGC in D.C. You know, our rival happened to be, you know, WKYS, and I can tell you story after story in which, well, we would bump heads. Oh. Really? Yeah, Would really. Russ Parr like, be a total asshole? Well, not necessarily like, Russ Parr. It's really the promotions department, you know, not necessarily so the personalities. Uh, however, recently, I won't tell you the place, but I was uh, on the bill, on the flyer, to host this event, okay? A big artist came into town. Somehow, another radio station got involved, and when it came time to introduce the artist... The person that was representing the radio station, that on-air personality, said, no, a guy cannot come up here and, and even say hi. And I was like, wow, is, is it that deep? Seriously. 
You know, so, you know, it, it's just once again the business we're in. Some people are just, uh, I guess, a little insecure. Uh, to hell with them. It, to hell with them. Although it does make me want to, like, pitch a show called Podcast Wars and just, like, go after other podcasters. Uh, but, but, but you know what? It's, just, like, torture them. The better you do, though, Sarah, the more haters you get. And that's why you have a lot of haters. Uh, I mean, honestly speaking. I mean, you know. It's the truth. Yeah. They're trying to bring you down is. all sides. Yeah. But now I just like it. Now I'm like, oh. <laughs> isn't it? It's a sign you're doing well. Yeah. Like, when people tweet me or write me, I'm like, check, check. Sign I'm doing well. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> well, anyway, I am thrilled that you uh, agreed to guest host today. Course, We're going to have a really good time. Um, I haven't I haven't had a podcast show since the Super Bowl, so I want your reaction. And are you surprised that Lady Gaga is getting fat shamed? No, I, I didn't know that. Wow, it's the first time I'm hearing that. Really? Yeah, like a lot of people saw her little belly. Right. They were calling it her little pop belly. And... Like making fun of that. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I, I saw her thigh when I was watching it. I looked at her thighs and I was like, "Well, she's a little bit bigger than what she was, you know, <laughs> when she was like at the top." But, but I mean, hey, we all get older, you know. I mean, look, I got like a little pouch here, you know. I'm working on it, but I mean, what can you do? I know. I really want to find some sparkly shorts, and I, like people think that's a pop belly. I really want to show them. <laughs> like, I really want. I got. I got to reenact that photo. So we got to talk Super Bowl. You know, right. I'm a New England Patriots fan. Okay. You're a Redskins fan. Yeah, to die for. Yeah. Oh, of course. you are. You will die before they win. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. See, she has jokes already. All right. <laughs> you just won the Super I mean, Bowl, so I can't dead. say shit. I just love that I could curse on this thing. This is just cool. Isn't it liberating? <laughs> yeah, it really is. When you come from radio and now you're like, you can curse. It's like amazing. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so we got to talk about that. Also, I'm obsessed with a couple of stories. Have you seen this porn star in Dallas, Texas that yeah. is fighting a school? I want to know your thoughts on that. Okay. She, she was a porn star right. 20 years ago. She's right. been working at this all-girls school. Essentially, the school hired her and knew she was a porn star. But now she's getting fired. Yeah. Okay. So, so we'll get into that too. And then um, I'm obsessed with the story of the two men that were arrested at Bed Bath and Beyond for having I heard sex. About that. But one of them had scabies. Or yeah. Both of them. <laughs> But who has scabies anymore? Uh, you know, it's you funny because that? I had to look it up. I was like, what is, you know, I guess it's been so long since we've it's heard just about like scabies. It's like a nasty parasite, right? Yeah. Skin condition that gets burrows under your skin right. and then looks like, it's almost like ringworm, but I think it spreads more. And I think, yeah, if you touch somebody else with, Very you know, contagious. Yeah, not cool. So we'll get to all that. Can't um, wait. Uh, by the way, how did you have a good weekend? What what was going yeah, on? Yeah, weekend with you? was really cool. I just uh, you know my weekends are pretty much. I'm not going to say boring, but it's my down, downtime. It's the only time I really get a chance to just kind of sit back, relax, and just kind of focus on what's coming up next. This weekend, this past weekend, I hosted a Super Bowl party, so that's kind of where did cool. you do that? Uh, Station One, Silver Spring, right here in uh, DMV in Maryland. Uh, but it was funny because I was out with some friends prior to going, and they were like, "Guy, are you are you really happy? You're going to host a party? You get paid to do all of that?" And I'm, you know. And cool no. and all, but yeah, seriously, I'm like, no, because, you know, I hate to say this, but when you're at events like that, you got to shake hands, kiss babies. It's work. It's, it's it work. really is work. I wanted to sit down, Have drink a beer. a beer, and watch the damn game. And you really can't do that. It's so true. But it's hey, so true. I'm, I'm blessed to be in that position. I know. It's one of those things, right? We can't complain, but at the same time, you're like, no, it's really work. Right. <laughs> uh, well, look, I had a great weekend. I recovered. Thank you, guys. I got lots of good messages. You know, unfortunately, last weekend, my, my boyfriend's cousin died from Tragically, oh, wow. I know it was wow. Sorry to so. Hear that. It was really rough, but thank you. Everybody sent me really sweet messages, and I have to tell you, I, I always get some fan mail, and we have somebody that wants some advice. So okay. I thought you'd be really good at this. Oh time. gosh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So here are a couple of them. Uh, one message goes, "Hey Sarah, I want to ask you this. A young, uh, I want to ask a, li- a young lady on a date. But here's the thing: I am super shy, which has been a big problem my entire life. Hmm. I've been able to say hi, and that's about it. Um, I feel like a complete Complete loser because I can't 
can't ask her out. Any suggestions on what I should do? Wow. And this is coming from who again? Actually, you know what? I have to delete that. I feel like I already did that. I think I actually did gave that person advice last really? week. I'm sorry. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I just had a brain, a brain, brain, brain labs. <laughs> so write us back and let us know if you said hi again. Oh, my you know? God. I'm completely like getting dementia. Anyway, fuck that email. Okay, on to the next one. Uh, this one is a greeting from Nicaragua. I, I say on this podcast that this podcast is worldwide, guy. Okay. Like, people listen everywhere. Right. So this one has, hey, Sarah. Greetings from Nicaragua. Um, I'm here and been working on business, and I recently downloaded your show thanks to hearing you on the ter- the Tony Perkins show, which I thought you were fabulous on that. Have you done the Tony Perkins show I have yet? not. I heard it, but I have not been on it. Oh, you need to be a guest on that hey. one next. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say, um, I ended up being very sad when Sammy left, but I do feel like the show never missed a beat. Nice. Well, he was a great co-host. You're a true talent at the show, and since he's left, I wanted to share with you that my favorite co-hosts have been Eric Sanchez, Paul Wharton and Peter Abrams. Keep up the great work and all the success. Well, thank you so much, Matt. Nice. That's always cool when you get fan mail. I know. Hopefully you'll be added to that list. Yeah. (laughs) As I just cut you off. Or maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, the the New England Patriots win the Super Bowl. Can you believe this guy? So on Sunday night while you were working, right? Huge Pats fan. Grew up in Maine the whole time. So... And they, like, first half of the game, they're completely losing, right? Yeah. It's like a blowout. Right. 21 nothing. So I, after watching the Lady Gaga halftime show, I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. I can't. It's so much anxiety. I'm like, I can't see this. Tom Brady looked tired. He looked beat. <laughs> Which is the worst thing to do because New England <laughs> comes back. All-time greatest comeback. And I miss everything. So, so you really stopped watching the game? Oh, I went to bed. Completely went <laughs> oh to bed. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, not only you, but I'm sure a lot of other folks did that as well because they were really upset that, you know, everybody expected the Patriots to do well. And as you said in the beginning, they didn't do jack shit. So, and then you fast forward to the second half and, oh, my God, it was truly, truly, in my opinion, the best Super Bowl I've ever seen. I mean, hands down, seriously. I know. Wasn't it amazing? Yeah, it was great. And although I'm a Redskins fan, you know, I root for Tom Brady and I root for the Patriots. I really like them. You actually like Tom Brady or do you feel like he's a cheater? No, I I don't think he's a cheater. You know, it's funny. I was watching something on ESPN and they said... They, he could, he didn't cheat to get those 21 points to get back to the actual, you know, to tie oh, the Falcons. that's a good point. Now, maybe crossing the line in the end, that final touchdown, ugh, yes. I don't know about that. But. Well, um, and I'm, I can't remember the guy's first name, but something white, who was the player that scored right. the, the touchdown at the end, they're saying now they have all these up-close pictures that white's knees were down, like, before yeah. the ball was in the end zone. You think that's I true? I kind of agree with that, but quite honestly, I mean, let's say they got an a shot at it. I'm pretty sure they would have scored anyway, but, you know, who knows? Uh, interesting. I'm sure those rumors will be going on. I just love that Roger Goodell had to, like, eat a dick oh, and give them... Love that? Yeah, absolutely. I hate Roger Goodell. And then the defensive coordinator wore, like, a, a clown t-shirt with his face on it as they got off the plane when they arrived back in Boston. I thought it was Take awesome. that. I love it. Take that. I don't even know why I hate Roger Goodell. I just joined the bandwagon. Because he screwed your team over. Exactly. That's why. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, a couple of other stories I want to get your opinion on. I've kind of been obsessed with, I really had not thought of Jamie Lynn Spears, who's Britney Spears' younger sister in forever. But have you read this tragic story about her daughter? Something about ATV or something like that? Yeah, her daughter, who's just eight years old, still remains in critical but stable, uh, or stable but critical condition in a hospital after she was in an ATV accident where she was, like, strapped in the ATV. It rolls into a pond, and she was trapped underwater for, like, three or four minutes. Wow. Well, Jamie Lynn Spears and her husband tried to rescue 
the little girl. Isn't this like, I can't even imagine. This has to be the worst moment ever Yeah. for like a parent. Yeah, especially when you ask your kid to probably strap up in that ATV for safety reasons. And then, you know, you could argue that that strap is what caused her to, you know, stay underwater for that long. Well, that's the problem is like today now, Jamie Lynn Spears, they're getting a ton of backlash because they're saying that the, the manufacturer of this ATV is saying that kids under the age of, te- of 10 were not supposed to drive this at all by themselves. Mm. And this little girl was driving it by herself. Okay, so honestly speaking, how many of us are really going to follow those rules? I mean, come I on. I know. But I don't know. You know, I grew up in like Redneck, Maine. I mean, you grew up in like a city, right? right. Where did well, you yeah, grew up here? Right, well, right outside of D.C., Dale City, Virginia. Did, did people have ATVs? Was no. That- <laughs> I didn't see an ATV until I went on a farm maybe uh, 10 years ago. But <laughs> but I did visit Maine several times. And, you know, I told you all fair that, you know, as a kid, my mom's best friend lived in Maine. And we would fly out there every summer. And, yeah, I do remember them having a dirt bike, not an ATV. I have to tell you, like, growing up, more I swear to God, more people from my high school or high schools extended than I knew died from ATV accidents wow. than they did from car crashes. Yes! ATVs are the worst. I cannot believe that parents... Li- li- they allow their kids on ATVs like unattended. I honestly have lost probably five friends or have known of five to ten people, no joke, in Maine who have died really? on ATV accidents. Yes, 100%. So did you ride on them or did you drive them at all when you were a kid? Or? Um, I think I rode on one once or twice, but my parents were not big on... They weren't big on the ATV scene. We did have this, like, garden mule. Have you ever seen one of those? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not really. Is it a mule okay, that's in the it's garden? Like, or yeah, like... <laughs> it's an actual... Oh, i got to get a picture of it for you. It's a little, like, um, oh, God, Kawasaki mule. Um, oh, the, the little, like, dirt bikes that... Look, no, okay. it's like this weird... almost looks like a golf cart, which I feel like is kind of what um, Jamie Lynn Spears' kid was on. And we used to drive that around and, like, probably not... Um, here you go. See, can you see that photo? I feel like the internet's being really slow. Oh, yeah, okay. I see it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's kind of like a golf cart a little bit, Yeah, right? okay. exactly. And I think that's what she was on. Anyway, that's well, so hey, tragic. Hey, going up for her? Uh, it's still trending today, but Lady Gaga getting fat shamed over her mm. performance, and Guy seems to agree that her thighs look thick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, I mean, what, it's, but it's still Lady Gaga, and, and in my opinion, she really killed the show. I heard she was getting a lot of flack because it wasn't the best performance ever. I mean, how are you supposed to beat Michael Jackson and Beyonce? Quite honestly, but still, I thought she did a, a great job. Well, it was the second highest watched, so really? Katy Perry's wow. was the most watched, which had something like because normally the halftime show gets higher ratings than the actual football game. Now, that sure. wasn't really the case for this Super Bowl because it was such a nail-biter and it, the ratings were beginning to drop at the halftime show. Then the halftime show happens, they pick up, and then they go sky high of right. course, as it goes into overtime and becomes like the craziest game of Ever, all time. Right. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I thought it was really good. I mean... And I thought Beyonce's was good last year, but Beyonce wasn't really the halftime. I mean, she became the halftime performer. But remember, it was really Coldplay. Yeah, and Bruno Mars. Can't forget about him. Didn't he join Did that too? Did you think too? Bruno Mars was that good, though? <sighs> yeah. He was like, what, two or three years ago? Yeah, well, maybe because I'm jaded. I'm a big Bruno Mars fan, so I don't know. Maybe, you know. I mean, but Michael, of course, uh, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm the biggest Michael Jackson fan ever. So, yeah, I mean, I think his performance was numero uno. So people are still talking about her belly. My fans will not be happy that you made that comment. So where can they tweet you the hate? At, At Guy Lambert News with an S, okay? I thought she looked great. And I'm like, of course, I can't believe that people, you know, I mean, to perform in front of 140 million people, wow. right? That yeah. was her audience. Yeah. And you're really worried about, like, her little belly? 
It's yeah. like, oh my God, people, who the fuck could get up there and sing like right, she can? Right, right, right. I mean, that voice was unbelievable. Yeah, she did an amazing job. And if that's the only thing that they could find is that, you know, the, the little pouch thing in her belly or whatever, then, then it just goes to show you that she did an amazing job. It's not like they're oh, talking about the vocals or anything else. Oh, right? I know. The vocals were amazing. I always, I don't know about you, but whenever I see Lady Gaga, I'm always shocked she can really sing. Because I think I'm used to mostly like white pop artists not being able to sing. <laughs> right. I mean, really, you know, I mean, do you know, can you? name a white female pop oh, artist that gosh. can sing without lip syncing? No. Mariah lip syncs. Yeah, true. Okay. Is Mariah white, actually? Yeah, I think she's mixed. Uh, you know. Okay. Um, Jessica Simpson, Ashley Simpson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Definitely can't sing. Who else? Well, name we another got Taylor one. Swift. I mean, I think she can kind of sing. You know, she's Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, I guess she can. Kind of uh, runs the world a little bit, but, you know. I don't know. I don't like that voice. I don't <laughs> really? think your voice has a lot of depth. Do you? Well, I mean, hey, I don't think so, but apparently a lot of other people do. She's, like, super, super rich. Yeah, you know? Right. It's worked. It's worked. <laughs> the voice has worked enough. Right. She can bring out a song and just say, hey, life sucks and everybody will buy it. So, Gaga's voice is just unfreaking believable Absolutely love it. And I think she did a good job. Kudos going out to Lady Gaga. The other story, I don't know if you've been obsessed with this. Have you been following this female jogger in New York who was, like, murdered about seven months ago in a marsh? And they just cracked the case, the DNA. So what's the deal? So they've made an arrest of a guy. uh, But they're saying that it was one dogged cop who kept working the case when basically everybody else wanted to give up. Wow. And, um, you know, I'm just, like, blown away by this story. But the New York Post says that this officer is the one who channel is the guy's name that uh, was arrested. Okay. And uh, he had no past criminal record, which is why they had actually gotten DNA off of the jogger under her fingernails, but because he wasn't in the system, they mm. couldn't make an arrest. Right. And it really was the police work of people in the neighborhood going, hey, there's this shady guy that keeps sort of lingering around as police were investigating her murder, which is always odd to me. Like, lots of times the killer will come back to the scene. Yeah, yeah. Which is what he was doing. And people were like, it's kind of suspicious. And then the guy was sort of looking in people's cars So this one police officer took that really seriously and kept tracking down that guy. Then they go to him finally for an interview when they feel like they have enough, and he he confesses the whole thing. Really? And gives them a DNA sample. Yes! Wow. I wonder if it's the guilt that got him. You know, you, you said that. Oh, I bet. <laughs> you said that they always return to the scene of a crime. It reminds me when I was a kid. Okay, uh, I mean, we all weren't perfect. I egged a house, and I remember the next day, the <laughs> cops were there, and I just walked by and just kind of watched them as the cops were like, <laughs> assess the house. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. You know, we all I'm do so, it. You know what? I'm so proud of you that you actually egged a house. You seem yeah. like such a goody goody. No, no, not as a kid, I wasn't. No. Anyway, those those stories that were making headlines, I was like absolutely shocked. Well, good for the police. Uh, let me ask you, too, about this guy. Did you see the story, um, the one from NPR, I sent you, that came out about, and I love having someone with diversity on the show, because I feel like then we can talk about any topics. Right. But NPR did a breakdown story about, does having more black officers reduce police violence? Did yeah, you I saw read that. that yeah, story? it was a very good article. What do you think? Because, by the way, the sum of it is that, to a certain extent, yes, yeah. but then once you get like beyond 40 percent if your if your police force is more than 40 percent african-american it actually works in reverse yeah where more african-americans are targeted were yeah. you surprised by that yeah it was really interesting because as, as i was reading the article like you said it started off you know a little different with them saying that we need more african-american cops in order to really help police the neighborhood i live in uh, columbia heights which happens to be a very diverse neighborhood yeah, here in dc a, yeah um, it is kind of somewhat going through gentrification you know so a lot of the black folks are moving out and a lot of the uh, other folks are moving in. But, you know, I mean, so I, I see a day in and day out where the where the cops deal with a lot.
lot of, you know, black youth that really probably aren't doing the right thing. And sometimes I'll see a white police officer approach a, a, a black kid that's not doing the right thing. And I, I, it's somewhat of a disconnect. I don't necessarily know if they know how to approach that youth or how to really? use some of the same lingo. Whereas an African-American cop might say, not necessarily hi, but say something that would uh, use a term or a word that they could more or less relate to versus a white officer. So at the end of the day, yeah, I, I think that maybe more black officers are needed so that they can relate to the community. The story goes on to say basically, too, once they get and right, you're right. And most in the article, they were saying that most police forces across the country don't even have nearly 40 percent right. of their force. I think being, it was about 25 percent or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of the norm. So they need to work on getting that percentage up. But the places where they were a large percent of African-American or diverse um, officers, then it was like they felt as though what ends up happening is that African-American police force ends up overcorrecting yeah. and really wanting to influence the youth, the African-American youth in their community. So they overcompensate by arresting them more, cracking down more. So I just it's always that's always fascinating to me, like yeah. tipping points. Well, I can see that. I mean, I feel the same way. If I see an African-American guy out there, you know, selling drugs or what have you, I'm going to feel more inclined to probably walk up to that guy and say, hey, what the hell are you doing? You know, First of all, you shouldn't be doing this. And then second of all, quite honestly, you're making us look bad. So I could see that a cop would do the same thing. But, you know, obviously he or she do has the authority. Do you ever say that to people? Yeah. You do? Yeah. There, there have been times where drug dealers stood on my porch. Literally. Really? I live in a very nice neighborhood. Yeah. But right down the street. What? Yeah. They walked over. And, and you know, I really got on them. And, and quite honestly... Uh, had I not done that, I don't think that I think that they would have still been there selling drugs. I, the neighbor right next to me, I'm the only black guy on my block. Okay, the neighbor right next to me, a white guy, came out and asked them to remove, uh, leave their doorstep as well, and they just looked at him and laughed. Whereas I walked out and said the same thing, and I don't know if it was because hey, I'm a black guy, you know, but it, they ended up leaving. So, no, wait. Yeah. How did you know they were dealing drugs? I'd just be like, oh, look at these gentlemen. They want a place to sit. Well, I could look out the window and kind of like, <laughs> yeah, see what they were doing. And I'm like, come on, guys. Really? Like right here on, on my doorstep? I'd be like, oh, what are these lovely Jehovah's Witnesses, <laughs> what have they got? Like, I would honestly think that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so like, funny. What the fuck? You're like, hey, I got Jehovah for you, all right? <laughs> Smoke this. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, what are you preaching today? Like, I, so you knew they were drug dealers. Look at you. Yeah. Oh, my God. That probably wasn't the safest thing to do, but, you know, you got to police your own neighborhood. you got to feel proud they, of your neighborhood. Have not been back. Uh, well, they came back a couple of times, and but, yeah, for the most part, they're gone. That's amazing, Guy. Well, I mean, hey, got to protect your own. You know, where are you? Like, I, I, I'm excited because I do feel like you are a real man's man. Like, Paul Wharton comes on, and he's a black man, but he's not really a man. So, like, <laughs> Shout out to Paul. I like Paul. What's up, Paul? <laughs> so do we. The entire audience loves him, but I always joke with him about him, like, just tucking his dick between his legs. Like, he's like, you know, he's like, He's not really a guy. Right, okay. But you're a guy's guy. Where do you think we are with, like, race relations, Black Lives Matter? People that listen to this podcast love it. I mean, honest to God, I ought to change the name to this. as just, like, really? Black Lives Matter, and I just go out and investigate. Yes. Well, most of the time, people hate on me because they're, you know, I'm working on getting woke. And people are like, you need to get woker. Or woker. whatever. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, but 
where do you think we are? You're a black man. Tell me about your life. Oh, gosh. You know, at times I think there's a, as I said earlier, a disconnect. But at the same time, I mean, I really think we made progress. I mean, having a black president a couple of, what, weeks ago <laughs> was like, you know, the biggest thing ever, I think. for You know, I remember when, in, in not to get in politics, I'm not a Democrat nor a Republican. I'm independent. I oh, vote for the best candidate. Me I've too. always been that way, you know. So, uh, but having a black president for me was really the coolest thing ever because now I can go to my little niece or my little nephew and say, look, you know, you too someday can be president. It became real. It became tangible. So I think because of that, that made it a lot better. And then, you know, Donald Trump came along and quite honestly, you know, I I like both some of the things he said and some of the things Hillary Clinton said. So, uh, you know, it just really depends on, you know, how you feel at the end of the day. I'm going to totally put you on the spot and you can completely, if you want me to edit this out, I will. But I was here last weekend talking to Annie Yu. Right. We were, I don't even know how we got on the discussion. Oh, I I was telling her about this podcast and how, like, I'll talk about anything, like race issues or whatever. And somehow we got on the topic of discussing, um, do, are people using the N-word less or more. Right. And she said, well, Guy Lambert has an act- a very interesting story that Guy used to use the N-word yeah. with other yeah, friends. Yeah, with my boys, as we would boys. say, right? But now you no longer do. At all. You know, so that tell movie- me that. Okay, what, did, what changed? I find this fascinating. So as a kid, uh, you know, you're hanging out with your, your fellas, your guys, your buddies, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, a lot of times within the African-American community, you'll, you know, guys, girls, whoever will use the N-word with one another. And so I was doing that a lot. You know, no problem. Hey, what's up, N-word? Hey, what's up, N-word? Well, it wasn't until I saw the movie 12 Years a Slave that it really it, it really once again made it tangible for me to know that there was once a slave master who would use that same word as he raped my great 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 grandmother over and over and over again. So why would I use that same word to glorify or, 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 or in any type of conversation with my friends. And then what, what I find crazy is so many black people will say, well, hey, we can use it, but Sarah, you can't use it. What sense does that make? If we want to be equal, why would I use a word that you can't use and yet we're still trying to, you know, have better race relations? It just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Do you get so much backlash when you yeah, say that to other black people? Do you say that on air on PGC? That would be like the most fascinating conversation you know, ever. I, we've never really talked. Well, I don't, you know, I do news on PGC, so, you know, <laughs> well, I don't really get my opinion. That. But... Yeah, I, I just I don't think the black uh, the N word is is uh, I, I don't use it, and I don't think anyone should use it as well. A lot of guys, a lot of yeah, I, I won't say the person, but there is a celebrity that's African American that says, well, that told me, guy, I will for you are my N word, and, and he said that uh, you are not my friend unless I call you that. And and I and I was like, wow. I mean, out of all the things that you can call me, <laughs> you know, you're gonna call me the N word. And he says, well, it's endearing. It you know, it shows that you know that I, I really care about you. Well, you know, for me, uh, several years ago, yeah, that's cool. But now, no, nah, I'm not. I'm no longer using it. That's. I mean, well, I have to tell you this. When I talked to Annie last weekend, you inspired me to watch Twelve Years a Slave this right. week. So terrible to watch. Yeah. I watch, I just think to myself, oh my God, I cannot imagine living in that time. Yeah. Like, I can't. You Black know? or white. Black or yeah. white. I just cannot imagine 
what that must have been like, you know, but, um, I just thought that was really fascinating. And I think it's really brave of you that you talk about that. And if I were the program director of PGC, I would let you do a show all about that. Wow. Cool. Thanks. Once again, Guy Lambert news with an S at Guy Lambert news with an S. Let me hear it. (laughs) I'd love to hear your opinion as well. (laughs) Seriously. They should. I mean, you want to talk about phone lines being blown up. Yeah. People would have so many. uh, Oh my God. Well, what do you find though? Do you find most people in the black community agree with you or disagree? I think most probably aren't well educated on it, quite honestly. Really? And I would say for the most part, they disagree because it's cool to use the N-word amongst, you know, ourselves. It's just cool. I'm not using it. So, hey, I would encourage you not to use it as well. Remember, there was a person that would call your ancestor, your great-great-grandmother that as he raped her time and time again. Why would you want to use that same word? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And 12 Years of Sleep is so hard to watch. I mean, just like, oh, my God, yeah. the way they broke people down with partially using that word. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh Okay, wow. Yeah, go figure. Oh, my God. I feel like we can end the podcast right there. It's so profound. <laughs> I stuff. love it. Okay, good. Do I have to edit that out or can I No, keep yeah, it use it. No, I'm proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on much lighter notes, there's a couple of stories I wanted to talk about. Would you ever sign up for a dating app where you were connected by the things that you hate? I saw that. I saw that story. Um, oh, I've never done a dating app before, but, uh, you know. I haven't. Well, I'm on Tinder mostly out of, like, I will do deep thoughts from the men on Tinder or the Tinderellas right. on this show. But I get so many message from, messages from people all the time that go, oh, my God, I saw you on Tinder. You know, I thought that you had a great personality and you wouldn't need to be on this site. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You're on that site. So what, what are you saying about yourself? They go, wow, I didn't think you were that desperate. I'm like, well, aren't you on there? And did you swipe right? It, I hear that shit all the but time. But that's how people date nowadays. It, it's just, that's what it is. Yeah. There's nothing it, wrong with it at all. I know. I have. Do you have some friends that have actually been successful? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have a friend that recently got married. He met the young lady on the, uh, what was it, Match.com? Actually, I've had some good friends yeah. get married on Match, too. So, yeah. yeah I mean, hey, that's, it, you know, a buddy of mine said, Guy, it's changed since we were kids or since we were younger. You know, before, it, it was somewhat embarrassing to say, hey, I'm signing up for a dating website. Now, it's the thing to do. You go to a bar, you go to a club, you sign up on a dating website. I know. No big deal. Everybody's on it. But Hater, essentially, it gives you like 2,000 different items and you swipe, you know, up if you're into it, down if you're not. Right. Would you ever, if you were ever to get to a place where you needed a dating app, would you use this mm, or too negative? I don't think so. No, because it's, yeah, it's too negative. You're starting off oh, with great. negativity, you know? Hey, I don't like this. I don't like that. Well, why don't we talk about what we do like, you know? I don't know. Not for me. The CEO is named Brendan Elper. He's 29 years old. He's a former Goldman Sachs guy. And he says that at first, he's a, he was a comedy writer and wrote this whole thing as a comedy, but then thought it was a great idea. His friends really got into it. So now they will match you based on things that you like and dislike. Some of the topics include Donald Trump, gluten-free, camping, marijuana. Uh, butt selfies, Taylor Swift, or just a couple of them. <laughs> well, now that Which, you read all of that, I kind of changed my mind, you know? <laughs> I mean, I do have to say, you kind of get up front. You sort of eliminate all the things that you don't like yeah. versus, you know, day four or five when you find out. Yeah. It, 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 I guess if it's really important to you, so, you know, you, you made mention of Taylor Swift. So, you know, I'm not going to, like, not date you because you like Taylor Swift. Now, if we have to listen to it every time we're in the car, well, that might be a big deal. But, yes. you know, hey, I'm still going to date you. <laughs> uh, this Dallas teacher in Texas. What do you think? Can you be a porn star from 20 years ago? Oh, teach and then teach kids? Irene, the intern, is like shaking her head. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I don't have any kids, so... I, as of right now, it's not a problem for me. I'm like, hey, you know, 
like I said, I egged the house when I was a kid. Now I'm a news director. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, come on. So I'm sure a lot of folks have done things that are in there now in a, a profession where you're like, oh, my God, did you actually do that? So. Uh, as long you would as- be cool with that. So you, because the, the whole this whole story is really crazy. Like the, she, the school had known that she was a porn star, and they basically had said to her, "Okay, fine. You know, as long as it doesn't come out, you can keep this job." She says that she was forced into porn twenty years ago by an abusive boyfriend oh, who made her do it. Right. She got out. She got a, a college education. She gets a master's. She goes on to teach. Wow. So, and the school, this girls' school that she works for, is all about empowerment. But now they had a parent who basically ratted her out. Oh, gosh. And she no longer, she was fired, but she plans on fighting it. Keyword empowerment. No, I think, I think they should have like, let her stay. Really? I mean, Me too. Look at her, that's a great story. Right? How many, how many girls that are Thank stripping you. right now can look at her and say, wow, not only did she get out, but she got her master's. <laughs> and right? now she's teaching. You know, I, no, I, I think it's a bad thing. I think they should have kept. I think, you know, you can't just hide it. You, you know, I think they should really celebrate what she did and what she's become. I know. Look, talk about a great way to open a discussion. Yeah. And, and yeah, but instead now she's fired and she How says old are these kids, though? So sixth grade. Oh, uh, well, yeah. yeah sheesh. What? That's like, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, some parents still haven't talked to their kids in sixth grade about, you know, birds and the bees. I don't know. Well, she could double as your math teacher and sex ed. She knows everything. <laughs> I wish she was my teacher. Kids, golden shower. <laughs> were recently in the headlines. Let me show you. Here, in fact, I have a video of myself doing it from 20 years ago. Just to let you, yeah, just hit play. <laughs> Too funny. I mean, come on. I think it's ridiculous. I feel like here's where she's going to have a, a case to stand, like a bone to pick with them. Yeah. I don't think you can tell somebody, hey, guy, like I know you used to be a, a drug dealer or whatever or a porn star right. 20 years ago. But we're going to hire you. But if anybody finds out, we're going to fire you. I mean, everybody finds out everything. Yeah. It's the age of the Internet. The Internet was around 20 years ago at this point. So guess what? You can't have it, like, you can't have it both ways. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they, it's, not, it's not as if they didn't know. Exactly. They knew about it. And now they're saying, hey, we got to fire you. That, that school is going to catch a lot of flack for firing I her. think they should. I'm with you. Um, there's now luxury pet suites. Do you have a pet, by the way? I do not. As a kid, I did. We had, God, like four or five dogs, but not now. Four or five dogs? Well, your family was like the opposite of the cat lady dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. Four or five dogs? They live in the house? Uh, yeah, we, we had them in the backyard. I grew Holy up in suburban God. Virginia. We'd, we'd, you know, get a dog. My last pet was a snake, though, a python. What? Yeah. You really had a snake? I oh, really did, until God. it bit me, and <gasps> then I uh, released it to the wild. What? You did <laughs> yeah. not. Yes, I did. You let, you let a I python sure go did. in the wild uh, It was only like, no, I was living in Connecticut at the time. We were ready to go up there. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, we all know it gets very cold in Connecticut, and they're so kind of like cold-blooded. you were cold sure it would die. Oh, yeah. I mean, you should have bit me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure I'm going to hear from PETA now. Oh, my God. I love you. I love you. My mom would have done the same thing. Really? Where, how old were you when you got uh, a python? Young 20s. You know, it used to be cool to walk around with a, you know, a snake on your on your arm or your shoulders or what have you. I just thought it was the coolest thing. And it was, I mean, it was really small. Not even, not even a foot long. And uh, what happened was when you feed a python, you have to take it necessarily out of its cage and put it in another cage. Or else when you stick your hand in there, it will always think food is coming in that original cage. Well, I had already handled the rodent, the box of the rodent. It could smell the rodent. And when it flicks out its tongue, it just saw the infrared red of my hand and thought my hand was the rodent. And then it literally attacked my hand. Holy shit. Does a python bite hurt? Yeah. The, the teeth are curved. So when, when it goes oh. into your skin, if you the, the, the more you pull back, the deeper the teeth go in your skin. <gasps> 
But once again, it was only a foot long. You know, it was on there for like How'd a second. How'd you get it off? Oh, it, it just like. Yeah, it just let go eventually. But, you know, that was it. Adios. <laughs> Did it have go. a name? Uh, I can't remember. No, I don't think so. I can't remember. <laughs> it did have a name because it's yeah. called your dad. Right. <laughs> First name your, last name dad. Exclamation point. Wow. Or there's like a giant fucking python. You know what? I feel like your python might be the one in Maine earlier this summer. Did <laughs> yeah, you see that? I saw that. Okay, there was like a giant python on the loose. Thanks a lot, guy. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to get back and get back in a big way. It migrated up to Maine and now is eating beaver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. People are loving this. Did you see? I don't know if I added this to your to the show prep last night or not, but people are loving this <clears throat> screenshot of a Craigslist ad of someone that's trying to sell a car, but they're so honest. They're oh, like, yeah, I saw that. Honest. So it's a 2002 Oldsmobile, and um, the person writes, this is a person trying to sell it on uh, Craigslist. Rust on the side. I've even zoomed in on the rust so you can see it. This car runs and drives. The air blows cold, and it has a CD player. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Don't bring your ass down here saying it looks different in the pics or didn't know that it had rust. I'm telling you right now, this bitch rusty. (laughs) This shit is $900. You're getting $900 worth of car. Don't ask me about the check engine light or this light or that light. It's $900. It's gone. Uh, it's... <laughs> Gotta love no, it. It's, it's, I read it wrong. It's $900. It's gonna be some lights on in this motherfucker. As <laughs> is. Don't bring this shit back for nothing. It has 200,000 plus miles. You're damn right you gonna find something wrong with it. <laughs> but as for now, it cranks, steers, and drives. <laughs> That is epic. I would buy that vehicle. I think there's even a part where it says it'll get you from point A to point B, but don't don't rely on it to get you to C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta oh love my it. God. I love that. And then, of course, I, I mean, I don't even know where to start with this article of the two guys that were caught in Bed Bath & Beyond having sex on a display counter only to find out they have scabies. Gosh. I know. And the Bed Bath & Beyond came out and said, look, it's fine. It's fine. You can still come to Bed Bath & Beyond. We promise everything isn't contaminated. <laughs> right. <What? laughs> can you imagine how high do you think these two were? Gosh. You know what's crazy? The first thing I thought about was, did they keep the bed that they were doing fornicating on? And if you look at the if you read at the bottom of the article, the last line says, by the way, Bed Bath & Beyond got rid of the bed. I was like, okay, great. I can go in Bed Bath & Beyond now. That's just crazy. I know. Isn't that so strange? I mean, I just feel like it's so... I mean, I give them credit. I, I would I would have to be super high to just, like, have sex. <laughs> this happened in North New Jersey, by the way. So if you're worried about, oh, my God, is this Bed Bath & Beyond in D.C., Maryland, Virginia? It's not. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> And then they had scabies. Yeah, gosh. How do you get scabies these days? How does that whole thing begin? You know, you're kind of like taking a stroll through Bed Bath & Beyond. You look in his eyes. He looks in his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) You spot a bed, you know. Uh, Sheesh, I don't know. Wow. And then you're just like, I'm going to rub our scabies all together. Oh, God. (laughs) That's so disturbing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you're right. They had to have, um, like, a health vac in there to, like, clean up the whole situation. It was in Clifton, New Jersey. Um, the Bed Bath & Beyond, people say. It's totally fine now. They were closed for a short period of time, but now I've let people in. Oh, God. <laughs> I just, I would love, like, I, I mean, you probably, I don't know if you know this about me, but I really do enjoy, like, voyeurs. And, like, I love people that are just, like, naked. I always get upset. Wow. You know, I know. It's always, I don't know why. I didn't know that about you, Sarah. Really? I know. I know. It's, it's. 
this weird like <laughs> sometimes Dan, my boyfriend, calls me a pervert. I'm yeah. like, that doesn't really sound good. Like when someone calls you a pervert, you're like, oh, you feel weird. Dan, I think you hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> just, a, just, just a slight like, perv, not I pervert, always, but perv. I always get upset, like you know, the guys that drive through the drive-through with an erection and they have like a map over their junk and then they t- whip off the map and whip it out. I'm like, why could that happen to me? Like, I would love that. I would get myself. I go keep jerking and I just get my phone out and snap, 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 snap. Oh wow. What's the crazy? I'm curious. What's the craziest thing you've seen with regard to you know nudity? With nudity? Oh my God, that's a great question. Has um, it been the guy at the drive-through with the map? And no, that's the story I always love. Like I'm always, I'm always like, why doesn't that happen to me? No one ever really. Um, let's see. I mean, I did <laughs> a couple of years ago. And this is terrible. See, this is awful. But there was a guy taking a shit in one of the parks in D.C. And I stopped for a minute. And I was like, I'm going to watch. Wow, down and dirty. Because I figured, you know, if you're taking a shit midday in McPherson Square, you want someone to watch you. So I stood there while everyone else was like, oh, my God. And they sheltered their kids. Don't look, don't look. And I'm watching this man squatting. And he kneeled for like a while and just shit right there. I thought... This is fascinating. <laughs> and again, I didn't know I was going to get that story. <laughs> yeah, that really wow. struck me. I was like, yeah, and then I went to Del Campo and had dinner. Do you think they'll like that endorsement? <laughs> Come to Del Campo. Guy, I... You see shit before you eat. <laughs> I adore you. Honest to God, you laugh at all of my jokes. Well, you're funny. Like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> I had a great time. This Hear is so that, cool. folks? I'm funny. Yes, you are. Very uh, much so. Look, you need to review us on iTunes, by the way. Okay? It's the Hey Frage podcast. Leave a five-star review and, you know, tell your story of what you... Did you see someone shit in a park and you stopped? <laughs> hey, I don't judge. Uh, you can also follow me on social media. It's at Hey Frage on Twitter, Instagram, um, Hey Frage Show on Snapchat. And if you want to email... I feel like people are going to have so much to say about this. Guy, you're going to have to come back. Okay, yeah. Like, this show is now like back. 40 minutes. Doesn't it go like that? It's been 40 minutes already? Wow. I know. Isn't it crazy? Um, Sarah at HeyFrage.com. S-A-R-A-H at HeyFrage.com. And our next live podcast show, by the way, February 24th at DC Improv. Paul Wharton is going to be co-hosting. Yeah, so get your tickets, DCImprov.com. First show's almost sold out. I think we'll be adding a show, but you'll need to get, get your tickets. It's a 7.30 show, by the way. Can I just say that I am just so proud of you. Uh, you know, you started on uh, Twister Radio. You were a co-host. You know, things didn't work out there. So many. I, I've seen this time and time again. So many people would just go in the corner and cry, but not Sarah Frazier. You came back and you came back strong. I'm just, I'm just really happy to be your I'm friend and proud of you. I'm not stopping until yeah. world domination. I've just realized, <laughs> like, I'm not going to stop until I have a national talk show. And I don't care if that national talk show lasts two days or 20 years. Because because, you know, don't you find in life, if you just keep going, yeah. it's people ask me all the time, like, and I get emails like, oh my God, you're so resilient. How do you keep going? But you really do realize in life, if you just, the people that don't succeed in whatever field that you love, it's because you give up. If you keep hustling, something will pop. It, it, it will happen. Like there's just, you can't fail. Yeah. But yeah. It becomes easy to, there are many things, you know, finances, you get married, you have a kid, or, you know, you get off track, or you, uh, lots of people, like you were saying, haters. And I can't tell you how many people have told me, even my own entertainment attorney at times has <laughs> been like, you should abandon this, like, give, you know, do something else, you could do a different field. You have to believe in yourself more than anything else. And I just know what's going to happen. Yeah, and you fill a void, too, and that is female hosts. Not a co-host, female host, and a successful one at that. Kudos going out to you, Sarah. Well, Proud thank you, guys. And it's crazy, but that's the hardest part, is, like, actually hosting 
a woman show because I, you know, over the years, I can't tell you how many times yeah. I get job offers all the time to be a co-host, and it is so hard to stand your ground and be a female host and be like, no, I'm going to lead this with a co-host. And even my co-hosts quit; they don't want a co-host. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of that, I'm getting the hell out of here. This sucks. Bye. <laughs> Where can people follow you? At Guy Lambert News with an S on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of tweets with regard to what I said. Uh, email. Oh, you're uh, amazing. GJ Lambert at Yahoo.com. Somebody, by the way, the other day said you're, you're still on Yahoo, and I'm like, yeah, what's so bad about Yahoo? Yeah. Guy Lambert News with a Z on Instagram. Love to see you. Love to meet you. Love to say hi. I'm wondering the over-under on what you're going to get more hate about. The N-word conversation or releasing the python in the woods of Connecticut? <laughs> <laughs> hi, PETA. Bye, PETA. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We'll see you manana. Go with